Hare Krishna everyone, welcome back to the reading of Dialectic Spiritualism, Vedic View on Western Philosophy by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. We're continuing the chapter 6, entitled Thomas Aquinas. So, Disciple like Augustine, Aquinas believed that sin and man are concomitant. Due to Adam's original sin, all men require salvation, which can be obtained only through God's grace. But the individual has to assent by his free will for God's grace to function. Srila Prabhupada Yes. We call that ascent bhakti, devotional service. Atahshri Krishna namadi nabhavet grahyam indriyaih sevon mukhe hijihvadau svayam evas puratyada. Quote The material senses cannot appreciate Krishna's holy name, form, qualities, and pastimes. When a conditioned soul is awakened to Krishna consciousness and renders service by using his tongue to chant the Lord's holy name and to taste the remnants of his food, the soul's consciousness becomes purified and gradually Krishna reveals who he really is. Unquote. Padma Purana Padma Purana Bhakti is our eternal engagement and when we engage in our eternal activities we attain salvation or liberation. When we engage in false activities we are in illusion, maya. Mukti, liberation, means remaining in our constitutional position. In the material world, we engage in many different activities, but they all refer to the material body. In the spiritual world, the spirit engages in the Lord's service, and this is liberation or salvation. Disciple Aquinas considered sins to be both venial and mortal. A venial sin is one that can be pardoned, but a mortal sin cannot. A mortal sin stains the soul. <laughs> stains the soul. Srila Prabhupada When a living entity disobeys the orders of God, he becomes sinful. He is then put into this material world and that is his punishment. He either rectifies himself by good association or undergoes transmigration. By taking on one body after another, he is subject to the tribulations of material existence. The soul is not stained but he can participate in sinful activity. 
as soon as we are in contact with the material nature, we come under the clutches of the material world. Prakrite kriya manani gunaih karma ni sarvashaha Ahankara vimudhatma kartaham itimanyate Quote, the spirit soul bewildered by the influence of false ego thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 3.27 As soon as the living entity enters the material world, he loses his own power. He is completely under the clutches of material nature. Oil never mixes with water, but it may be carried away by the waves. Wow. This is such an important, like later on when we will be reading Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita. Like Chaitanya Charitamrita states that the spirit soul is more brilliant and dazzling than millions of suns. Like we see the sun. The sun is very, very, very brilliant and shining and it illuminates this, this universe. But the soul, the spirit soul, like basically you and I as spirit souls we are more dazzling than the sun than millions of suns but because we have come in contact with this material nature we're under the clutches of material nature we're in the material world forgetting the Lord rejecting or turning away from God we lose our own power completely Bhagavatam also says that the soul, even though powerful, it becomes crippled by false ego. So, oil never mixes with water. The soul is not stained or in some way or form contaminated. But the soul can be carried away. Like oil never mixes with water, but can be carried away by the waves. Such such an example, wow. Hmm. Disciple. Aquinas felt that the monastic vows of poverty, celibacy and obedience give a direct path to God, but he did not think that these austerities were meant for the masses of man. He looked on life as a pilgrimage through the world of the senses to the spiritual world of God from imperfection to perfection and the monastic vows are meant to help us on this path Srila Prabhupada Yes, according to the Vedic instructions we must take to the path of tapasya voluntary self-denial Tapasa Brahmacharyena Tapasya or austerity begins with Brahmacharya, celibacy. We must first 
learn how to control the sex urge. That is the beginning of tapasya. We must control the senses and the mind. And then we should give everything that we have to the Lord's service. By following the path of truth and remaining clean, we can practice yoga. In this way, it is possible to advance toward the spiritual kingdom. All of this can be realized, however, by engaging in devotional service. If we become devotees of Krishna, we automatically attain the benefits of austerities without having to make a separate effort. By one stroke, devotional service, we can acquire the benefits of all the other processes. Disciple Aquinas did not believe in a soul per se as being divorced from a particular form. God did not create a soul capable of inhabiting any body or form. Rather, he created an angelic soul, a human soul, an animal soul, or a plant soul. Here again we find the conception of the soul's creation. Hmm. The soul is not created, but is eternally existing along with God. The soul has the independence to turn from God, in which case he becomes like a spark falling from a great fire. When the spark is separated, it loses its illumination. In any case, the individual soul is always there. The master and his servants are there eternally. We cannot say that the parts of a body are separately created. As soon as the body is present, all the parts are there with it. The soul is never created and it never dies. This is confirmed in the very beginning of the Bhagavad Gita. Najayate mriyate vakadachin nayam bhutva bhavita vanabhuyah ajonitya shashvato yampurano nahanyate hanyamane sharire. Quote For the soul there is neither birth nor death at any time. He has not come into being, does not come into being, and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, ever-existing and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 2.20 it may appear that the soul comes into existence and dies, but this is because he has accepted this material body. When the soul is liberated, he doesn't have to accept another material body. He can return home, back to Godhead, in his original spiritual body. The soul was never created, but 
is always existing with God. If we say that the soul was created, the question may be raised whether or not God, the Supreme Soul, was also created. Of course, this is not the case. God is eternal, and his parts and parcels are also eternal. The difference is that God never accepts a material body, whereas the individual soul being, a, being but a small particle sometimes succumbs to the immaterial nature, material energy. Disciple, is the soul eternally existing with God in a spiritual form? Yes. Disciple, so the soul has a form that is incorruptible. Then what kind of form is the material body? The material body is an imitation. It is false. Because the spiritual body has form, the material body, which is a coating, takes on a form. As I have already explained, a cloth originally has no form. But a tailor can cut the cloth to fit a form. In actuality, this material form is illusory. Matter originally has no form. It takes on a form for a while as a body, and when the body becomes old and useless, the matter returns to its original position. In the Bhagavad Gita 18.61, the body is compared to a machine. The soul has his own form of spirit, but he is given a machine made of matter, the body, which he uses to wander throughout the universe, attempting to enjoy himself. Disciple Aquinas considered that sex is meant for exclusively for begetting the children. Meant exclusively for the begetting of children and that the parents are responsible for giving their children a spiritual education. Wow, Aquinas Kijai. This is very correct. Kijai. This is also the Vedic injunction. You should not beget children unless you can liberate them from the cycle of birth and death. Gurur nasasyat svajano nasasyat pita nasasyat janani nasasyat daivam nasasyanna patishcha sasyanna mochayed yah samupetam rityum. Quote, one who cannot deliver his dependence from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master, a father, a husband, a mother or a worshipable demigod." Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.18 Disciple Aquinas argued that 
sex for reasons other than propagation is, quote, repugnant of the good of nature, which is the conservation of the species, unquote. Shila Prabhupada. The conservation of the species doesn't enter into it. Illicit sex is sinful because it is for sense gratification instead of for begetting children. Sense gratification in any form is sinful. Jai, and we are going to stop here for today. Wow, this last point reminded me of how one of our Vaishnava Acharyas, he think he composed a song about how senses are very cruel masters. They always demand gratification, but they're never satisfied and they're basically ungrateful because one feels miserable even though it has sense gratification maybe there, but oneself he feels miserable because we are not the senses, we are not the body, we are the spirit soul. And I really, really like this example that Srila Prabhupada just gave about the oil and water. We will never be stained by this material nature, but we can be carried away by it. So basically being carried away by the sense gratification is, is a source of our suffering. Hence, it's considered sinful. Anything that takes you away from Krishna, from God, is sinful. Jai, very, very deep point. Yes, so again, we're going to stop here for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tomorrow we shall continue with reading this chapter. And the link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website, shravanamdiaries.com. Read this book along with us. Check out other books we've read. Share them with your friends. Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Hare Krishna.